Hi, I'm Sativa, and welcome to Our Yellow Bench, a podcast, blog, and shop for teachers exploring creativity, inclusivity, and classroom technology. Join me for topics about the things that matter most, our teaching practices. This is Our Yellow Bench, a place for all the good stuff about teaching and learning. This episode is Creative Ways to Pre-Teach Vocabulary for English Language Learners. You know when you're reading a story to your class or teaching something that really needs good listening, and then there's little so-and-so watching the clouds out the window or finding the texture of the carpet so interesting. If you have ever experienced life as a language learner, immersed in a society where you don't understand anything around you, you may be able to empathize. But even empathy isn't enough to get your language learners on board with being attentive, engaged, and learning in their foreign language classroom. First things first, they need to know the words. To guide you in pre-teaching vocabulary for language learners, I will talk about what it means to be a language learner and some fun tips for teaching the vocabulary. I say language learners because it's not only the foreign language speakers in the classroom that can benefit from pre-teaching vocabulary. It is true that native speakers generally have an advantage in the vocab department, but just because they are exposed to a wider range of words doesn't mean they always understand these words or know how to use them correctly. A few minutes of specific vocabulary instruction to ensure that all learners in your classroom can access the content you're delivering that won't hurt anybody. I'm not sure where you teach or what your classroom is like, but generally for me and most international school classrooms, we have a couple native speakers, a few advanced English learners, a few new to English students, and mostly varying levels of intermediate English. I'm aware of this because the school I work at regularly assesses students' English levels throughout the year, as well as during admissions. I hadn't always been so tuned in to these phases or what they looked like in reading, writing, speaking, listening, and social engagement. Even in my first international school position, getting to know the phases of language acquisition didn't immediately connect with what these students were needing in the homeroom class. My first mistake with pre-teaching vocabulary was not understanding the who, what, when, why, or how. Teaching vocabulary was a secondary thought, done only because it was something I knew I was supposed to do. So the who, delivered by me, for my students with varying levels of English language acquisition. Sometimes I have the privilege of having an EAL teacher with me, but ultimately, it's my responsibility with my students. The what is specifically identified vocabulary that may be new or unfamiliar to some or all of my students. This you generally would identify before starting a unit, a text, or a lesson. The when is usually at the beginning of the lesson and for just a few minutes. The why of pre-teaching vocabulary is if you've ever been a language learner, immersed in a new language, and had to live and function understanding so little, well, then you know. And the how, when I started teaching internationally, well, I didn't really know. One thing that I was certain about, though, was what pre-teaching vocabulary wasn't. I knew that pre- and post-assessments, checklists, dictionaries, or sentence writing was a traditional and common practice, 
but there's no way I'd be having my students do any of that. If it was going to be part of my classroom, then it must be engaging, challenging, and play-based. It wasn't until I worked in a school with a heavy philosophy on collaborative planning that I began to see different and creative ways that explicit vocabulary instruction can be incorporated into learning and playing. Interestingly enough, my greatest inspiration and best teachers were my colleagues. Through collaborative planning and lesson sharing, I learned so much. All of it much better than I found on Pinterest or read in any textbook. So here you have creative routines and teaching vocabulary for English language learners. These are a collection of some of my favorite routines, and I continue to use these years later. First is find your character sentence. So this is best used for read-alouds. It's great for both fiction and nonfiction texts. Reading texts on a topic before teaching it activates prior knowledge in addition to vocabulary exposure. So the prep for this would be you want to make printouts of sentences from a text or photocopies of characters. I love using photocopies from the book and cutting them out, especially for the new to English learners. It gives visual clues to support their listening and comprehension. The routine is to give one sentence strip or photocopied picture to each child or partnership in class. As you read aloud, have children pop up, raise their hands, or bring their sentence or character to you. The second routine that I like to use is word or picture matching games, and you can use this for any subject. Your prep would be identifying vocabulary and creating simple matching cards with an image. If you haven't already tried using unsplash.com, I highly recommend it. It is a great resource for accessing free images. The routine for word or picture matching games is that children work together and you give them time to match the vocabulary words with the pictures. As the teacher or facilitator, you can move around the room and give attention to students who you know will need more support. This strategy for previewing vocabulary works really well for morning work or soft start activities where children can engage freely and without pressure. Next up is word wall additions. And again, this can be used in all subjects. And before starting, you need to identify your vocabulary. You should have some blank cards for your word wall. And as you teach vocabulary in context, you'd have students create the word card by writing the word. They can do it with or without a picture for reference, and then add it to your classroom word wall. Similarly, you can create word mats. Again, any subject. And you use this to support during independent practice or as a visual reference during whole group instruction. You need to identify your vocabulary and use some type of a digital image. The routine for it is you put the word mats on student tables and desks for their reference during independent practice, even if you think the learner may not need it. You'll be surprised how many students reach for them or at least take a sideways glance. Word matching in slides is another way to pre-teach vocabulary. You can use this in any subject, especially for math and when you teach using slides or a presentation. The preparation includes, of course, identifying your vocabulary. I would recommend not using more than four or five words, and you want to provide a designated slide in your slide deck for this. The routine is that early in your slides for the lesson, so towards the beginning, have your vocabulary words on one side of the screen 
and the images, examples, or equations on the other side. You can use lines with transitions or animations to connect each word to its example, giving students time to think of answers and share their thinking before they reveal. If you're not comfortable using the transitions or animations to add lines, you can alternatively, of course, have your students come up and do it themselves. Another activity I often use is memory and concentration games. To prepare for this, you need to identify seven to 10 vocabulary words, and one will go on a word card and the other is picture card. It's quite similar to word and picture matching, and you can even use the same cards to reinforce their understanding of the vocabulary. I like to use it at the very start of a lesson, maybe the first five or seven minutes to have some play-based learning. It's not only for small children and it's great for all ages. After the first time of teaching this, your students will know what to do immediately. I have class start with a game and students play with their learning partners. I designate the time for this at the beginning and then I review the words before moving on. This is also another strategy that fits really nicely into morning work and soft start choices. Regardless of which routine I apply in any given lesson, I keep the number of words limited, but practice it as often as possible. It's not realistic to do every one of these in every lesson, nor would I even advise that, but vary your approach and see what resonates with your students. Always, always keep word mats or labeled posters around for reference though. Early in my teaching career, I found teaching a class of multilingual learners with varying levels of English fluency a huge challenge. But year after year, I picked up on different practices that have helped both me and my learners navigate this with a little more ease, and I hope that you found some inspiration and comfort here as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight and inspiration for your own classroom. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on future episodes and visit our website at ouryellowbench.com to read the blog, check out the teaching resources, and connect with me. Happy learning and teaching, teacher friends. Thank you.